You want to change everybody? You got it. Uh, welcome in to Teal Town Live here, Teal Town USA. Uh, I don't know. Is anything anything going on we're talking about today? I don't think so. No? Yeah. No. I think the Sharks might have traded Brent Burns. But before we get into that, of course, help us out. Follow us on all the social media channels. And uh, yeah, you know what's up. Uh, if you want to help keep us the o- what feels like the only commercial-free podcast on the planet... <laughs> you can use the super chat option during live shows or hit us up on Venmo at Teal Town USA. And we appreciate that support. So Brett Burns has been traded to Carolina. Let's just cover the details first here. So, uh, it, you know, if you saw everything, here it is. Brett Burns goes to the Hurricanes. The Sharks are going to eat 33% of his salary for the remaining three years of his deal. They also, I guess... Subtraction by addition, or addition by subtraction, whatever. Uh, Lane Peterson goes as well. I'm sure Hockey Jerk is dancing about that. The Sharks receive a fourth liner in Steven Lorenz. Uh, yet another goalie prospect, and I know I'm going to fuck this name up, but uh, E2 McAniemi? McAniemi, yeah. Okay. And a conditional 2023 20, third round pick. Now, the Sharks have not made this deal you know, official yet by tweeting it out and everything, nor is it on cap friendly just yet. I don't know if that has anything to do with uh, the conditions still being worked out for that pick, but uh, remains to be seen. We'll get to the uh, Lindbaum thing in a moment, but we have to cover Brent Burns. So Brent Burns is gone. I mean, Ian, initial thoughts on this? I mean, it made the most sense. I think I've said a many times during the course of the season that I think if you're going to start trying to remove money from this team, Brent Burns is probably where you start. I think that um, we'll get into the return, obviously, but I thought he had a little bit more value Mm -hmm. as a guy who could go to a contending team um, and, you know, and a guy who's going to spend his last three years on a contending team. Um, I, I think it's a good move for Carolina. I think Carolina's going to like what they get from Brent Burns. Carolina has the defenseman that they do not have to play Brent Burns 40 minutes a night. <laughs> so I think Brent Burns is going to be a really nice complimentary piece there because he doesn't have to be the guy, but he's definitely going to help their power play. Um, you know, I, I thought the return would be higher, but if you, you, you had to do something, you had to move money off this team, especially when you made the decision to keep Tomas Hurdle. Like money had to go. Um, and I think Brent Burns, like the blue line in general is where you had to start. Now people are going to get mad and they're going to be like, well, Eric Carlson and Mark Edward Vlasic. Yeah. But no one wants those guys. Well, maybe, maybe some might take Eric Carlson, but no one's taking Vlasic at $7 million. Well, yes. Not only there, as you see the comment from Berg, uh, you know, can't trade Vlasic or EK 65 contracts are too unpalatable for any reasonable GM. That's true. But it's also the fact that. Brent Burns had a modified no trade. Both Vlasic mm-hmm. and EK have full no moves. So right. you have to deal with that. Um, coming in here from uh, Zotos, I'm just going to go with that. says, let's trade EK65 too. If we retain 66% of the salary, a lot of teams will be interested. Uh, Ian, you're only allowed to go up to 50%, correct? Correct. Yeah. Yeah, and even – it's not going to happen. Look, I understand – I understand it sucks seeing like as Sharks fans, we've been pretty lucky, right? Like up until like Joe Pavelski left, like we didn't really have, we didn't make a routine thing where we were the team that always said goodbye to fan favorites. Mm -hmm. So I get how this is really jarring for people. I get that a lot of people love Brent Burns. I'm, I'm a fan of Brent Burns. Like I don't, I think there's a lot of people that think that I hate, like I hate some of the decisions Brent Burns made. Mm -hmm. I hate the fact that the Sharks played him obscene minutes per night. (laughs) When it showed that the less minutes he played, he was generally a better player. I think they just worked him like, you know, worked him like a mule and then were mad when he made mistakes when he was tired. I think playing uh, got long enough. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was gonna think the Canes put him to forward. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I never have to hear that again. Oh, thank you. Uh, Chester coming in hot says, Question for us, if Greer were the GM last season, do you think he trades Hurdle as a deadline? I'm going to say yeah. 
Yeah, look at um for for a team that you know said like they're not rebuilding. These are really rebuilding moves. So they're, yeah, no, the Sharks are like the only ones that won't admit this is a rebuild. You know, it, yeah, and it, it this makes, all feels very rebuilding to me. It I'll tell you this: it makes me kind of wonder a scotch, if you will, mm-hmm. and I'm just realizing now too that i've got like two overlays going this is a little annoying ah there we go oh you know what i kind of liked it better the other way i kind of like this better (laughs) (laughs) um so i'm sorry what did you say (laughs) i got distracted Uh, i just this that this feels very rebuildy for a team that's not rebuilding yeah well and so my point was now that i remember it for a a it makes me wonder if all the candidates they spoke with, potential GM candidates, if they all said, no, you have to rebuild. There's no other way around this. Like, it's, you know, you might want, not want to call it a rebuild. I get that. But, you mm-hmm. know, this isn't going to be Chicago. But, like, th- you need to make huge changes. The Sharks have a reputation with falling in love with players. For sure. You know, yeah. keeping them too long. So... This is what you get. Um, yeah. So Burns out. Lane Peterson, of course, out. Uh, Yay. Should we talk about the return? Yeah. I mean, the return, like, this is where I'm kind of, like, very meh on this trade. Yeah. Like, I think the retention's a little high for what they got back. I like the goaltending prospect. Look at I know that I know a lot of people are like, oh man, the Sharks have so many goalies. You can never have too many goalie prospects. As long as you have places to play them, you can never have too many. Like Zachary Emon sucks. Like I'm hoping that at some, you know, like at some point the Zachary Emon experience experiment's going to end. And I think, you know, so that's going to open a hole. Like Zachary Emond, I don't see any any future potential as an NHL starter in Zachary Emond. He, I mean, there's times last year where he could barely stick in the A. So. I don't consider that a prospect. Ben Gaudreau still a still a year out before he can start playing in the AHL. Um, Magnus Krona again, you got to get him to leave Denver. And, I, and look at I, again once once you have if you got if you end up in a situation where you have too many goalie prospects, you can trade one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like the trading one's always an option. Like you can always. You can always trade something like that for a position of need down the road. So I'm not too concerned about, oh, no, they have too many goalies. Um, yeah. Well, uh, it should be noted via Pashelka sharing this right now. It says mm-hmm. a, uh, a separate pr- press release has come out. Uh, San Jose is saying it is retaining 34%. So it just gets worse. It just gets worse. <laughs> 2.72 million of Burns' salary for the remaining three years of his contract. Carolina, though, says it's 33. Can we get a consensus? <laughs> so, anyway, it is. I, I want the absolute, like, to the percentage. Uh, oh. Are we rounding up and down? I think that's the problem. <laughs> so, let's talk about uh Lorenz for a second this is a cat who is basically going to be a fourth line plug then yeah yeah that would be my uh that's my understanding which is fine i mean again whatever <laughs> so McAniemi, he played 14 games for chicago in the a past season mm-hmm. uh First, his first in North America didn't play for the eventual Calder Cup champs after December uh, uh, after December seventeenth, but he was eleven two and one with a nine twenty two save percentage with the Wolves. These yeah, not the, that these true. these numbers don't suck. No, they don't. I mean, it's a, it's an incredibly small sample size, but it also sounds I, like, like said, he was on a wagon. It's intriguing. Yeah, it, like again, it's intriguing, right? Um, I don't know. I mean, like. Again, I, I I don't think you can have too many. There's Sharks goaltenders in the system currently that I'm not super high on, like Zachary Emon, so I don't hate this move. Um, if he's a guy who can come in and steal the Barracuda net, I mean, that, that's what you want. I, I think you want competition at all levels, right? I think you want competition between him and Straussmann, and, you know, and we'll see what Emon does. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, the thing, the, the important thing here, though, is, like, the, the return is... The return is pretty meh, but the reality is, is the Sharks need the cap space. They needed it. And they were over they, a barrel. I mean, yeah. Yes, absolutely. 
you got uh, Burns with the the three team no trade. There's still apparently some debate as whether he opened it up or if this was simply one of the teams that he had. I mean, they're they're a good team, so I don't see why they wouldn't be on his list of teams that he would go to. Um, obviously, he lives in Dallas. Dallas was kicking tires on this earlier than that. Like, I feel like these are probably teams that he wanted to go to. If those were the ones that were in competition, like in competition to see what we could get for his services. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't know, but I but I am very just whelmed by the return. Um, I had hoped we'd get we would have gotten a little bit more and probably retained a little less. Yeah, well, I'll tell you in Burns' exit interview. This almost seemed faded complete. Like he was done here. He, he was yeah, like, you know, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> he's like, like, I don't see this going anywhere. Get me the hell out. So I, this is not surprising. Um, Massasic noted, though, in the past 12 days, the Sharks have lost or let go four out of five of the coaching staff, of course, keeping Nabokov. Mm-hmm. Uh, lost their scouting director, three veteran scouts, including the you know the awful passing of Brian Marchment. Uh, Correct. You've decided not to qualify your rookie of the year last year. <laughs> you've now let go of one of the best players in franchise history who led the NHL in minutes played last year. These are mm-hmm. changes, people. This is what you wanted, right? Um, no, because people <laughs> people don't want what they want. They look at. <sighs> Again, like obviously return, but I think this is steps in the right direction. Like I said, for a team that says they're not rebuilding, these these moves feel very rebuilding. Oh, and we we have the condition, and it, okay. again, it just gets worse. <laughs> Does it? Okay. Yes, Bur- the conditional twenty twenty third third round pick will be the lower of Carolina's two third round picks that they have. <laughs> It's, it's just kidding. This oh man, this any uh, Star Wars fans out there? It's just oh, this deal keeps getting worse all the time. Um, this is uh, yeah, again, <laughs> like it's very it's very whelming, isn't it? Yeah, well, I'll tell you, uh, Sean, Dom, and Shayna from the Athletic all rate mm-hmm. this an A for Carolina and a C for San Jose. Most people saying the same thing you are, Ian, is that uh, the Sharks just didn't get enough. They didn't get enough and they retained too much. Exactly. Like, I think we we would have been fine if the retention topped out at two mil. Yeah. You know, the fact that it's nearly three is, uh, that that's a lot to take. And yep. we do but, finally. I mean, this is uh, the situation that Doug Wilson left the team in, though, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right? This is a bit of Greer having to clean up the mess. Um, and they have the Sharks now finally have put out the press release. So it is official. Um, give you the, let me see, did I do the, oh, I didn't do the Lorentz number. So he's 26, mm-hmm. RFA who had 13 points in 67 games for the Canes last season, averaged just under 11 minutes of time on ice. Uh, six foot four, 206 pounder. He was a seventh round pick of the Canes in 2015. Uh, after three seasons in the minors, has played full-time in the NHL the past two years. So there's, uh, I don't know, this is a guy who's going to be, what, on uh, Benino's wing then, on the fourth? Yeah, probably. I think this is a guy who's going to probably play in your bottom six. I don't know if he's, he'll probably be an every-night guy, which I think they needed, considering some of the guys that they tried to plug in there last year. Um yeah, it's 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 again, it's just whelming, isn't it? Like there's just they should have gotten I, I, I think they could have gotten more. And, you know, um, David in the chat, like if this was the better deal, what the hell was Dallas offering? Man, I would love to know that. Do we if this is the deal you take? But did we ever have any like confirmation? Like there was a lot of speculation, but we did. a You know, did I I don't remember seeing anything and I'm not saying that they didn't. I'm just saying I don't mm-hmm. remember seeing anything from like a, a Drager or a LeBron or something that said, you know, Dallas talking to sharks. You know, I think Jeff Merrick said this morning that, that Dallas and they were talking. So I'd take it from Merrick. And you would think that Pavelski and DeBoer would advocate for that move. So, yeah, it, it like you're saying, I'm dying to know what Dallas, how that didn't work out for sure. And we'll never know, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to say. Right. Like, what's the 
we we could speculate all day and what we could have gotten, should have gotten, didn't get, but this is what we got. And fortunately, it, it's very whelming. I don't know, close to. I, I mean, when you get more conditions, like oh, it's the worst of the third round picks. Like it's just, it feels very <laughs> underwhelming uh, after all that. So well, let me let me ask you this: How excited is Ek sixty five now? You know, he would, he was quoted as saying, you know, the beginning of last season, like, you know, I didn't come here for a rebuild. Well, yeah, but I mean, if you don't make the playoffs for three years and you have all this money tied up, like, what do you want to do? So, I mean, even if EK were to request, request a trade, how's that going to happen? No one's taking that contract and the sharks, are I gonna, mean, they'd be can... silly to eat money. Yeah. I mean, they can, he, he can, he can. Just because you request a trade doesn't mean you're going to get one. I don't know. I mean, well, well, anybody who would take him when it happens, anybody that would take him would also be rebuilding. You know what I mean? <laughs> Probably. Although you never know. Like you, you never know, man. Someone, some team that's got a bunch of LTIR space might take him on and then try and deal him in the summer or something. Um, but I mean, that's I don't know. I feel like that's a very cross that bridge when we get there. Hmm. Topic. Um, okay. Uh, then also let me ask you this, cause since we're kind of talking about the money and everything, mm-hmm. we also saw that Kane got a four year deal with Edmonton. Uh, do you think that's going to have any impact on the arbitration that will hopefully happen? Soon? No, cause it's not about like, I think the thing that people are, are missing in this situation is it's not about how much money he's making now. It's about how much money the sharks should have paid him. Mm-hmm. And because the Edmonton Oilers are giving him money doesn't, like, I, I understand how people are like, oh, well, no, he's he's been made whole by the admin. But that's not how this works. <laughs> like, if you if you dick me out of my job and owe me a bunch of money, just because I get another job tomorrow and start making money from them doesn't change the fact that my former employee, dick, my former employer dicked me out of my money. Right. Like that money is is money that he feels is owed to him. And him making money in Edmonton has no relevance now. Could the could you know when the arbitrator rules could it have an impact on how much the sharks may or may not owe him for sure I mean there's so much I don't know man like and, and it seems like we're starting to hear like more like oh he's good if, if Kane wins he's a shark again like from more sources than <laughs> like that so I don't know I mean I I don't know how we got there I'm assuming like these people obviously have sources that you know they're not just gonna make stuff up so obviously you have to be a little more to it but it's it's weird how we've gone from like that's the absolute smallest case scenario in the small print to this is you know this is a thing that could happen um i don't know man i think again um i i can't i can't fathom to me that they would be like the arbitrator would go oh that that seems like a shitty place like you probably don't want to be there but we're going to send you back there and then it's up to the sharks to deal you now and you make you're going to make that seven million dollars like i just think to me it just makes more sense to just if he if he somehow wins the arbitration which i don't think he's going to for the record but going down the rabbit hole of if he did um, I just I don't understand how the sharks just don't owe money, and he just continues doing whatever he's doing, right? Yeah, I think the what would be best for everybody. It's like he's already got his deal in Edmonton. That's you know that <clears throat> nobody needs the drama from that. It's just let's you know you you pay him whatever it is, uh, pay off half his contract. You know, like fifty cents on the dollar or whatever it is. Uncle Hasso cuts the check, and no cap penalty for the sharks. Everybody's happy. You know, Kane gets some money. The Sharks get rid of Kane. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, we'll. Seems like you could, that's something is, you could knock that out in about an hour. <laughs> it's, it's such, but it's such an unprecedented situation, though, that like we just no one knows the answer. And, and I, I, we're don't... seeing so many things that are like definitive. This is going to happen, and the real answer is we don't know. No one knows until the arbitrator makes his ruling. Again, unprecedented situation in the NHL. Mike Richards is a completely different animal. And the PA doesn't want precedent set. Well, no one wants precedent yeah. set, but so here we are. Uh, Alex asking, did Burns officially request a trade? We'll never know. We'll never know. Yeah. I mean, it's telling. Going back to Burns's exit interview, he it felt like he was he was out he had a foot out the door at that point then when you look at the comments that Mike Greer made earlier this week 
discussing Brent Burns, a lot of past tense. You know, mm-hmm. he he's been a great strike. He was a great strike. It kind of felt like, yeah, this this was coming. Whoever you know, maybe Greer brings it up. Well, again, we'll never know. Uh, Cervelli did say that, like he he made a he made a passing comment. I don't remember what else he was talking about, but he said that there was some there was some interesting things that happened at the exit interviews again this year, and I wonder if this was part of that. Hmm. <laughs> uh, Chester. He never really elaborated, though. Yeah. Uh, Chester saying the shark, Shelka said the sharks aren't done today. Any news on what that deal may be? Well, the speculation is LeBanc. LeBanc, yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe you get Shimmick out if you're lucky. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Oh, Kevin Lacey, Kevin Lacey saying Perron to Detroit. And I'm just, uh, the only reason why I'm putting that here, because <laughs> right now this is about the sharks. The only reason why I'm putting that there is because later tonight, 7 p.m., TTG. Well, do a little promotion, why don't you? Jesus oh, Christ. Oh, I mean, Tilted in Glasses. Oh, my God. We're going to talk about all the stuff that's happening. I think I, I entitled the show Everything is Happening because everything is happening. Yeah, was that so difficult? It's very difficult for me. So you, Jerk, and Lacey, or some combination of the three? Some combination of the three of us. Uh, it's going to be awesome. Cool. Talking about everything NHL, not just the Sharks. Um, can LeBanc be moved while on IR? He's got to be ready to it's got to be ready to go i think cat friendly might still have him on the ir because that's how he finished the season but i have to imagine he should have been he should he should be healthy by now yeah i mean the dude got married a couple weeks ago for christ's sakes yeah yeah dude should be like he should be healthy right now and that's the other thing too is like um a lot of question like that i have have similar questions about aiden hill right like what's his health status because we haven't really heard anything about it but i have to assume he's healthy yeah depending on like what because obviously james reimer is another guy that um teams might inquire about although i feel like i i feel like we value james reimer way more than the rest of the league <laughs> at this point yeah it seems like every time we were hopeful about a move for somewhere it's like up oh, that that one goes off that's that that went away <clears throat> yeah. um jumbo polini asking mm-hmm. could it be possible there's a condition to the burns trade where if they win the cup obviously the Canes, uh, the third becomes the second. Nope. That condition nope. is not there. Yeah. If it was there, if it was there, oh. the team's announcing it, it would have been released by now. All right. Lacey's firing shots up in here. Uh, so we, we know Burns, we might come back to this in a hot minute, but let's get to the well, other let's one. Let's finish on Burns here. Cause I think, I, I think there's something, there is a point that I did want to make. Okay. And, and that's like, like the one thing that the sharks did gain here is cap space. Which they desperately need. So, Jerk's like, second from, favorite player. From that perspective, like it is something the Sharks had to do. Maybe could they have done it better? Yes, but it's something they had to do. You have what? I, I mean, with with Burns with Burns's money on there now, I think you have about what twelve million. Before today, you had seven million dollars to work with. You have to resign Ferrari. You have to resign Kakinen. That's just your two big ones that are I think are vital for the Sharks. But they've obviously. You know, um, they have to they have to give a Luke Cunning a contract. Yay! Um, not Who? super thrilled about that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you know, so they have money. They have to. They have money that they need to be able to spend, and they didn't have it coming in. Like starting today, they didn't have it. Also, they have to make a decision on Timo Meyer this summer. Yeah, they do. Right. So. I mean, it's not only about cap space right now, which they desperately needed, but it's cap space going forward. And I, as much as I like Brent Burns, I would be fucking livid if Brent Burns is still a shark next year and Timo Meyer's gone to free agency. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Hopefully, Cap Friendly will uh, <clears throat> get some updated numbers for the Sharks here pretty soon. Uh, looks like Carolina's already been updated. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, everybody, Luke, who? Uh, <laughs> Dear Lord. Uh, let me see. Grayson saying 10.8 left right now. So, but it, again, has that, has Cat Friendly updated? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, so I, I, you know what I mean? Like, so I get like, and I get, look at, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you to not be upset that, that Brent Burns has gone, man. Like Brent Burns, fan favorite. 
gone. Like, it sucks. This is, and again, this is something that as Sharks fans, we've been spoiled. We haven't really had to say goodbye to a lot of fan favorites. I mean, yes, a little bit now. I mean, Marlowe retired. Thornton moved on. So it's it's been a little bit more, you know, Joe Pavelski recently. But for a long time, man, like, the band stayed together. Yeah. Well, and I, I tweeted it earlier where I was just kind of going, marketing department's going to earn their money this year. Because, you know, aside from Hurdle, who, who do you, you know, EK's polarizing. Everybody wants mm-hmm. Vlasic out the door. There, People are kind of lukewarm on, on Couture. So yep. I guess Meyer and, and Hurdle are your go-tos. I mean, Ferraro's a pretty marketable personality. Yeah, I think Ferraro. People like Ferraro. I, yeah, Couture, yeah. I mean, Couture needs some wings, some wingers. Yeah. Couture just needs some wingers. All right, well, let's talk a little bit about the other big move that was made today. Like, this is, this is pretty huge, but... Mm-hmm. The Sharks did sign Oscar Lindblom, two-year deal. Uh, what, what's the AAV on that? 2.25, I want to say? Uh, 2.25 or 2.5? Somewhere in that neck of the woods. I w- but I want to be accurate. 2.5. 2.5, 2. yeah. 2.5. So if that's um, – let, let's start with the fact that uh, it was pointed out, I believe by Mark, that uh, Chief is – Roughly putting up the same numbers Balsers has for the last couple of seasons, but at a million dollars more. Yeah, I mean, so Rudy Balsers was a player that I liked a lot. I, I think anyone who's listened to like a lot of our shows know that I like Rudy Balsers. Um, unfortunately, I think Rudy Balsers was a guy who just doesn't finish at an NHL level. I think he was in, he was in the right spots. Noah Gregor. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I think like he was always in the right spots. Like he was always like I, I didn't have any real issues with his play or his compete level or any of those things, right? I always thought he was in he just there was just times where he just couldn't put the puck in the net. Um Lindblom is an interesting guy. Like I like Lindblom. I think there's a you know, obviously guy just came back from having cancer and continues to play. I think it's a great story. I think um, and I like Oscar Lindblom as a player. I wonder if this is going to be a situation where, you know, the Sharks are kind of taking a gamble here on money. He made he was going to make three million dollars this year before he was bought out. So he's he did get a little bit of a haircut from that. Um, I just I, sometimes I wonder. And again, we don't know the coaching staff, so who knows? But I just I think the Sharks are really hoping that, you know, this is a guy who a change of scenery is going to unlock. Mm-hmm. Well, and Lacey pointing out, it's like, you know, Lindblom playing with Scott Lawton, <laughs> Balser's playing with Hurdle. Although Balser's right, and did, that's the other thing, too. Balser's got that's, moved around a, a bit, though. He but, did get moved around, but, like, but, but Rudy Balser's was, like, I mean, he, he, he kind of did the same thing that Jonas Donskoy did, right? Like, mm. everyone's like, oh, well, Jonas Donskoy was stuck on this line and that line, except for the 60 games he was shackled to Couture and did nothing. Yeah. Like, like Rudy Balser's, like, yeah, he he did get moved around, but like, it wasn't like he wasn't given an opportunity to put up points on this team. True that. And, uh, look, maybe, uh, he, he's again, change of scenery and all that. It's Mm -hmm. look, and Philly was a fucking tire fire last year. Philly was a tire fire. (laughs) And, and the other thing too, like this guy's, he's a pretty good two way forward. And like for a team that was as awful as the flyers were defensively, he's only minus 11. Like, I know plus minus isn't a huge stat, but I think, like, when you're on a tire fire like that, defensively, minus 11 isn't that bad. Like, for if you're looking for a guy who can, you know, be 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 on a, a shutdown line who can also, you know, like a third, second, third pair guy. So, line guy, sorry. So is this a fill-in for, like, Balsers or, or Dolan? I mean, is this guy going to yeah, be I think, top six? Yeah, I, he, I, I think he has potential to play in your top six, but if he's playing in your in your third line, I don't think that's terrible either. All right, I feel that. Um, let, <laughs> I don't know why we're bringing this up, but it was announced. Uh, Andrew Agazzino. Oh! <laughs> so the, the Sharks also signed a guy for the Barracuda. Anyway, right. <laughs> <laughs> moving on. I mean, it's fine. You know, just a 31-year-old guy, he's going to provide some depth. I'm sure uh, Lacey can cover that more uh, tonight on TTG. Um so after two weeks and everything that's happened, what, what is the grade that you're giving 
Greer right now? Shock and awe or just shock? Oh. <laughs> I'm just, I'm so whelmed. Like, I'm just, I'm just whelmed. Like, I, I'm not at the point because here's the problem, right? It's really easy to be just like, this is the worst thing ever. We've only got half the picture. Like, I'm looking forward to really seeing what this team looks like heading into camp. Oh, yeah. Because I think a lot's going to change between now and then. I don't think they're done. We don't know the coaching staff yet. I mean, again, this for a team that says they're not rebuilding, a lot of these moves feel very rebuildy, and I'm fine with that. Look at this core was not going to magically return to the playoffs. The guys had to go. There was going to be tough decisions that had to be made. Do I like the way the Sharks are going about it? Not particularly, Yeah. but I get it. I understand the need for it. I mean, I can't sit here all year telling you how the Sharks need to move money and move away from some of these guys and then get mad when they do it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, PJ48 in the chat calling out something I mentioned earlier, that the Athletic uh, gave this you know, C+, plus, a C, and a C for the Sharks. Uh, meanwhile, Carolina got an A, an A, and an A-, minus. but uh, I like Shayna Goldman's uh, not to be confused with Shalena Goldman, but <laughs> Shayna Goldman on The Athletic saying um, the Sharks are on the hook for 33% of Burns' salary. They add mm -hmm. some future assets that should help their rebuild. <laughs> Another person calling Breaking out their rebuild. not rebuilding. It's very rebuildy. <laughs> and it says, but this return still feels underwhelming, which seemed to be the biggest thing. But again, for those saying that it's underwhelming, I, I, I agree it but is. I think we also need to point to the fact that it was, you know, it was a three-team no-trade. Mm -hmm. There, and it's it's a thirty-seven-year-old making eight million dollars a year. Yeah, like the the options were probably pretty damn limited. But look, it freed up more cap space. Now, let for all the people that are shitting on Greer, and I get it, but for all, oh, I think if you have a, if you have a bitch with Greer, I'm 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 I don't. I don't. Uh, I, if you have a bitch with Greer, you have a bitch with Greer, and I don't. I'm not here to tell you you shouldn't. Yeah, but my my point being is, let's see what he does with this money. You know, yeah. like, like you were saying a moment ago. You know, we're we're in July. We're mm -hmm. not going to see the opening roster. You know, that's not going to shake out until October. We'll we'll see what guys fly to Prague. <laughs> who so I'm looking forward to. Yeah, and who's going to make an impact over the course of this week? Who's going to make an you know an impact during the rookie tournament in September? There's a lot to be said here. Does do do people like Eklund and Bortolo and maybe some other surprise, you know, come along and shock and work their way up? But I just well, I think that's the thing, right? Like, I think by moving on a guy like Balsers, you're hoping a guy like Bordrello or Eklund is going to come in, like, and and basically replace what they've done and hopefully improve. Now, um, will that happen? I don't know, but I think that would be their hope. And I don't think it's it's it, I don't think it's a terrible hope. Like, I, I most of us are pretty excited about William Eklund, and we got a small glimpse of of Bordolo earlier in the season, and I don't think i don't remember seeing anyone who was down on him i thought everyone was pretty impressed uh by what he did uh you know and, and admittedly small sample size but i think like you know some guys had to be moved on from for other guys to get a spot mm -hmm. and i'm super excited about some of these guys like i'm really excited about william eckland i'm really excited about thomas bordolo i think thomas bordolo like for a lot of like oh no those guys are those guys are done because greer's not gonna like them like did you watch Thomas Bortolo play last year? That dude is tenacious on the puck. Yeah. Who's going to love Thomas Bortolo? A lot of people are uh, jacked about Co. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, there is some talent there, which brings me back to the whole thing of, like, you finally got some talent in the pipeline, and then you let go of your scou scouting director. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, that, that is a little perplexing to me. That's the one move out of everything that's happened over the last two weeks. I... I understand it. I don't agree with letting DW Jr. go. But, but if he wanted to go, then what do you do? Exactly. And again, that's one of those we'll never know. Right. Uh, I, I feel like for me, 
for me, like, and I said this when we did the, um, when we did the solo cast, but like, for me, I just wonder if this is a situation where he felt he had hit his ceiling in San Jose. Like he could never take the big chair because of the baggage that comes with being a Doug Wilson guy. Mm hmm. All right. Um, I saw something about, uh, where is the Shaka saying, uh, well, we know one thing, which is that we have like 20 goalies now. We only have 18, sir. <laughs> it's fine, right? But yeah. like how many, again, here, here's the situ. here's the thing with goalies. Goal, it's, it's fine to have them as long as they have somewhere to play. True that. And but I right also... now, Ben Gaudreau is still in junior. Magnus Cronus still in college. Like they're going to have like it's as long as there's room for these guys to get reps on the Sharks and Barracuda. It's fine. Look at they're going to the Sharks are going to move an NHL goalie. Hill, Kokkinen, probably not Kokkinen, but for argument's sake, Hill, Kokkinen, Reimer, one of these guys is the odd man out. Well, and Stalock is gone. Stalock's gone. Yeah. So where did he Chicago? Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> uh, but the, yeah, they got to get Kokkinen. Uh, they also drafted Mason Bopit. Am I? Yeah. Uh, again, two years out. Yeah. Two years so, out minimum. Long ways away. So no, it's and I look at it like a roulette table. You know, you, you the more numbers you play, you know, like you, your odds of return are a little lower, but your chances of hitting are higher. So it's you know, yeah. more darts at the board is more opportunities to hit the bullseye. So yeah, I mean, I to me, I would move Aiden Hill. I just to answer the question in the chat. Would I move? I would move Aiden Hill. Um, if we can, I think if you can, I would love um, if we can find a like... market for that, but it also, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but it also, That's okay. if they move Aiden Hill, I, I would guess it's going to be for less than a second rounder. And so people will for latch sure. onto that. Latch on to whatever you want. Yeah, I mean, okay. you do you, <laughs> but you know but what I'm point, saying like, though. Guys have to move. No, I get it. I get it. Right. It's not. Is it the best asset management ever? Are we getting is is Mike Greer giving us an a master class in asset management? No, no, he is no. not. But we'll but, we'll see if this turns into a master class of how to clean up a big mess. For sure, and you know, again, it's it's thing. Yeah, James Reimer. Look at I don't know what happens with James Reimer. To me, my opinion's always been in order for Kockenen or Hill to be the guy, they have to take the net from James Reimer. If you can't take the net from James Reimer then you're not a, an NHL starting goalie, period. Mm -hmm. Completely agree. That's it. To me... like So I don't want to give anyone the net. I want them to take it from James Reimer, so I would keep Reimer. But I understand that Reimer may be the more appealing between him and Hill. I was going to say, that's mine. It's like, you know you're not keeping three goalies, so you get Kakinen under contract. Mm -hmm. and I don't I don't give a shit. I, it's, I put up all... I, I tell everybody... All three of these guys are available. Best return wins. You know? Yeah. There you go. Because, again, we got goalies falling out of our ass over here. So, best return wins. I would think that Reimer... I felt like Reimer would have been a good fit in Toronto to back up Murray. Yeah, but I think they went with... Um, who did they go with? Uh, Samsonov? Samsonov. Yeah, but, so... I just, it was like, he was already familiar with the, you know, with mm -hmm. the terrain and, you know, Murray is sketch, you know, you're not, and true. whereas Reimer proved, you know, last season that he could be the guy and give you a good amount of games. He's a good, he would have been a great, you know, one B I suppose there if Murray faltered, but yep. I don't know. Well, I guess they're betting on Samsonov. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, 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 um, Man, that's that's an interesting move. Like I, I feel like not to get too into the weeds there, but like if this doesn't work out, I don't know how Kyle Dubas survives. <laughs> Save it for TGG. Uh, yep. Shaka asking, what you gonna sell that Burns jersey now? Or is it an artifact? I get. Are you talking about the one back here? No, I'm not selling it. <laughs> At least not right now. So is LeBanc next? Has anybody heard? <laughs> I haven't I haven't seen anything yet, but I would assume he's probably on the block. So it's a lot of money. So yeah, was four point seven for two more years, right? Yeah. Oof. Like I feel like the Sharks are gonna have to at least eat a mill on that to get somebody to take him because I don't know that the Sharks are up for uh giving up picks right now. 
for anything? I don't know. Maybe they. I, I just wonder if I, like my thoughts with Kevin LeBanc has always been: do, do you trade a problem for a problem? Maybe you have to take back some more cap. Okay. Is there somebody like off the top of your head you can think? of? No, I don't have anyone off the top of my head. Just, but but that that's what I always wondered if that was going to be the thing for LeBanc was you going to trade like a problem for a problem? Not that like Kevin LeBanc's like a bad player or has like bad locker room mojo or anything like that but i think that you know sometimes you you just make a hockey trade for a guy who has worn out his welcome somewhere I, I don't think like again i'm not trying to say kevin lebanks a bad guy right like there's no character issues here or anything like that but sometimes you know you you have a guy with potential i think kevin lebanks still has some potential and maybe you find a trading partner of a player who's in a similar situation and it you know it also makes me wonder as well that in the like, again, it was, it goes back to the whole Wilson may have fallen in love with some guys. For sure. We remember LeBanc took that $1 million deal to know that he was going to get it on the back end because it was going to mm-hmm. help the, the Sharks have some flexibility, whereas Greer has no loyalty to this, you know, and it's just like, yeah, right. that, that was Wilson, yo, I'm out. So uh, Chris, our buddy, Chris Mann. Says where does shark or where does Burns rank in all time sharks? Top ten? Well, absolutely. I mean, is the, is there a question? Is there another shark that has won a Norris Trophy? <laughs> you know, while playing sure. for the Sharks. That's true. So I would say, yeah, definitely in I the mean, top. I mean, he's 10. probably like one of my favorite blue liners to ever play for this team. Yeah, I mean, him, him and Boyle. Those Boyle, like Boyle's my guy, man. Exactly. I'm, I'm a Dan Boyle guy through and through. Yeah. So. I, I would say definitely top 10, but that's, uh, you know what? We'll have to, that's something to do during the off season. That's a good idea, Chris. Yeah. We'll, we'll just, we'll have a draft. <laughs> <laughs> so if nothing else has really come down the pipe, I mean, I'm going to throw it out last looks for anybody who might have any more questions, but, um, you know, we'll, we'll roll through these moves again real quick here. If I can, uh, hit that button, uh, so far, you know, so far, Sharks signed Oscar Lindblom. He was bought out by Philadelphia. So, two-year deal, 2.5 AAV. And you're, 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 I'm assuming, Ian, you're saying, or at least projecting, like, second or third line. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think he's a guy who could probably um, pinch on the second line, third <laughs> line for sure. Could, could the Sharks find a right-handed shot at some point? That would be nice. No. Isn't LeBanc a right-handed shot? <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> and then the big one, I, of yeah. course. Burns for meh. Cap space. Yeah, it it's, it's, it's not. A, like a, a, Again, is, is this a master class in asset management? No, no, it is not. Um, is it... Is it, you know, um, do they have to do something? They have to do something they did. Like, I think Mike Greer came in and has the unenviable task of cleaning this up a little bit. And I, I, I'm i not here to tell you that he's doing a great job at it. I mean, right now it's all been very meh. Like, there's never, there's, I would like just one move where I jump out of my chair and go, yeah, mm-hmm. fuck yeah, this is what we, this is what we want, right? And I haven't had that moment with Mike Greer yet. Um, but, Look at he, uh, he had he came into an unenviable position with this team, and oh. it's going to be interesting to see what you know what this team looks like going into the going into the season. Is this going to be a team that's looking you know that's looking for Bedard, or is are what? they going to do stuff that makes you think that they are still trying to fix you know still trying to slide into a wild card spot and get bodied by a Colorado? You think that we'll no? You, you think the Sharks are in a race to the bottom with Chicago? I don't know if they're in a race to the bottom per se, because again, like they still have like players, right? I don't know. I just, I don't think they're going to be very good regardless. I don't think they were very good as currently constructed. Um, so this, are this... they going to be that bad though? I don't know. I feel like this is they're another, you know, they're going to hover in the top 10 as far as the lottery goes. Well, let me, let me ask you this then. Is this going to be kind of a, a 2015 part two? You know, 2015. No, not a fucking chance. Well, not where Doug Wilson, prior to it, said, we need to take a step back to take a step forward. That's when they brought in John Scott to protect okay. guys like yeah. Hurdle and those younger guys. Is this kind of that, 
a redo of that where you're going to, I don't know if you're going to sign some thumper or some shit like that. I don't know that you're going to take that route per se, but is this the a redo in that it gives guys like Eklund and Bortolo and whoever else that might make the jump some seasoning in order to, you know, burn one more year off Vlasic because then his mm-hmm. no trade opens up. Yep. Or, or it goes from a no move to a no trade. And and, and it of course makes the uh eventual buyout penalty a little le- you know, a little easier to stomach. Or you trade them and retain cap and then don't have cap for the next hundred years. Yeah. Man, I wish right, because the the Vlasic buyout gets better, but not not super better. I mean, you save two years. Yeah, you know. But my my thing is, uh, like, look, you make him the, you know, I've said it a bajillion times, make him the highest paid seventh defenseman in the league. You know, maybe scratch his ass, uh, you know, more than once in a season when he's sucking. And yeah, give that I just, opportunity. I don't think this is gonna be like a rebound. Like like when that was like that retool though, like I just I don't see the the rebound. Like I don't think that this is pain for this year to return to the playoffs next year. No, 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 is, no. I think this is no, this is a longer version of it, of course. Yeah. But I'm just you know, my point being is that, you know, sit Vlasic's ass and mm-hmm. give opportunity to somebody who's chomping at the bit. Uh, obviously, that's not going to be Malosh anymore, but uh, who signed with Calgary earlier today? But yeah, good for him. Yeah, absolutely. But you've, you know, it's like maybe. Uh, I mean, obviously, the one thing that is kind of like the the red beacon circling is, you know, Ryan Merkley. You are on the clock. You know, like dude. I, oh, he is now. I think. I think if you if you want to talk about who's happy, who's probably happiest that Brent Burns is on the way out, it's, it's Ryan Merkley. Oh, dude. Because now it's his spot to lose. Exactly. So with that, I mean, his ice time is definitely going to increase, particularly on the power play, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see um, what Ryan Merkley does with this opportunity because this is this is the opportunity for him to really to really implant himself on the NHL squad full time, and you know, so hopefully he takes the most advantage of it. So, is there somebody else? Is the is this time for a uh, like? Because I, I sit there and go, you know, f- make you know sit Vlasic, but then of course you still have to deal with Shimmick, mm-hmm. who has yeah, and I don't know which uh, Shimmick's Shimmick's an interesting one because like it didn't make sense to buy him up because of how high the minimum that you can stash in the AHL is. Like you could stash him in the AHL and basically get the same cap savings. For Shimmick, as you you would have bought him out, but you'd still have to pay obviously the extra, um, the extra years on on the buyout. But Shimmick is a guy. I wonder if he gets it if he, if he's actually going to come into camp and get a chance to stick again. Mm-hmm. Because okay. I feel like you know, like Mike Greer, the guys that he seems to have an affinity for, like Shimmick fits that mold. Absolutely. But what about um, Hatika? You know, there's some. Yeah. There are some pieces. Uh, and, and, you know, and somebody's going to have to learn to play the offside with just two right-handed shots now. So good luck with that. <laughs> They'll find someone. Oh, of course. Uh, let's What is this username? Holy crap. Melon, Melanistic Mandalorian? Oh, my Lord. Are the Sharks going well, in on Johnny Hockey? Uh, I think no. they, like, if they tried to, I, I, I don't think Johnny Hockey's going all in on the Sharks. You know, that's not like the Sharks aren't the, the like, again, all these moves feel very rebuildy signing using all that cap space. They just freed up to bring in Johnny Gaudreau is who's a hell of a player. Don't get me wrong. But like that's a win now move. It's a win now move. And that's not what this team's doing. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't think that like I think, look, at they're going to have to move some some deck chairs around here to get to the point where you want to start bringing in guys again. I just don't think that's the phase they're in anymore. We're not in the phase of we have to go get this, this top ranked free agent. Like those days are, those days are over for now. It's now it's time to, to move the deck chairs around, free up some cap space and, and look at the future of the team. Guys like Timo Meyer, guys like Tomas Hurdle, right? Like leading the charge there. They're going to have to get some, you know, a guy like Mario Ferraro, like there's, they got to move it. They got to start moving things around to the next, to the next guard. Right. Mm -hmm. And they're going to, there's going to be transitional pieces. Guy like Logan Couture is a transitional piece there. Right. 
Eric Carlson's a, a transitional piece there because <laughs> he has to be. Um, but until you can start moving some of these deck chairs around, I mean, you, it just doesn't make sense to go out and 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 try and over overbid for a guy like Johnny Gaudreau when it's not Johnny Gaudreau and the team would be amazing and yeah they'd score more goals but are they does that make them a, a Stanley Cup team does that make them, <laughs> does it even make them a playoff team yeah I'm not so maybe a one and a half line team at that point <laughs> right <laughs> well right now uh cap friendly I think has been updated 10.7 left uh there you go but like Ian said, you know, you still got to get Kakanin, still got to get Ferraro. Uh, yep. What's your best guess on a Ferraro deal? Is this like a two-year bridge until they more? I think it's a short deal. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's a long one. I think this is a, this is a couple-year deal where because I don't think he's going to sign like. I, I I know I've seen a lot of like, I, I'd like to see him make but like around four-ish, and I don't think four-ish gets him done for a long period of time. I think Forrest gets you a couple of years and then you reevaluate. See, and that might be the move. Cause remember if, if you are going to ride with Shimmick, if you can't find a dance partner if you're, and you're not going to mm-hmm. bury him, well, you do a two year bridge with Ferrari and say, look, as soon as we get Shimmick out of here, we're going to give him your money. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. And, and look, and they, and I think the cap's going up. I, I think I saw something in the chat about the cap going up to like 88. Well, next year, I, I, like upwards of I remember uh during the draft they were talking with Bettman both on NHL TV and NHL radio and okay. he seemed to allude to not this coming season perhaps mm. perhaps next season that it may go up to 85 okay but no more than 90 but then the season after that then then I think we we might see this a significant jump yeah. Yeah. Like it could go yeah, to so ninety two like, again, in three right? Years. Like we're gonna get out of this. We're gonna get out of this pandemic hell that, that that's done horrible things to the salary cap. So if I'm Mario Ferraro, yeah, I'll take four million dollars for two years, and then when the cap's going up, then I want a bigger piece of the pie. But but is that because Al in the chat is saying six by six? Is I'm not saying Mario Ferraro isn't a talented guy, but six mil a year seems to be an overpay for me. Like I'd say five would be my top for Mario I mean, Ferraro. I really like Mario Ferraro, but I don't think he's I don't think he's elite. But is six elite million elite money? Nine. No, elite defensemen are making nine. So is six, you know, the next year down is six. I don't think it's <laughs> I don't think it's a terrible thought. I don't like that contract value. I wouldn't also be. I also wouldn't be shocked if if he gets term, especially if he gets term, if if he got something in that neighborhood. Like, would I be super thrilled with it? No. Like, if 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 he was to sign like four and a half by eight years, I I would be like, fine, great. You know, I mean, how old is Mario Ferrari? He's twenty three. So you get him. Yeah, I mean, like he's got he's got room to grow. Obviously, like he's only going to get better. Yeah. I would I, like. I, I really like Murray Ferraro. I just don't think he's elite. Like I think on a on a really good team, he's still a mid pairing guy. Exactly. So that's why I'm kind of going. You know, are are there a lot? I don't know too many mid pair guys that are making six mil. It's going to be around four and a half, maybe. You know. It's, yeah. But that's something I, to look I, on cap. Like I feel like four, four and a half, five at the absolute top. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Uh, and that's and, where I feel too. I, but 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 I wouldn't be shocked if he got something like six or whatever. I wouldn't be like, shocked. Would, shocked. would I be? Would I be upset? Yes, but I wouldn't be I'd, shocked. I'd be, I'd be whelmed. <laughs> well, and the whelming would continue. <laughs> well, let's uh, finish this off because you know, staring at cap friendly, there you look at that blue line. It, you know, it's twenty three year old, twenty one year old, twenty one year old, but then on the other side, twenty nine, twenty nine, thirty two, thirty five. So this is you know we do have to shift to the next generation, right? And yeah. you've also got a lot of a lot of guys that are twenty four and under, and then a lot of guys are twenty eight and over. So mm-hmm. you know we got a this oh God, and, and and I'm sorry, I'm looking at this Couture contract, and I'm just like, fuck me. Get them some wingers though. Like I don't. Yeah. I get them some fucking wingers. Like I I like like I understand like Logan Couture, especially like as the season drags on, his production does dip a little bit, and that has been concerning. But, like, I don't know, man. Like, I, I still think, like, Logan Couture is a good... Like, if you trade Logan Couture right now, 
well, then you need a second center. And oh, is William Eklund or Bortolo ready to be that guy? That's a big fucking gamble. Yeah. Uh, like, centers don't grow on, like, top top flight centers do not grow on trees. So is Lindblom that guy then? We'll see. <laughs> Man. He's a winger. He's not even a center. Uh, oh, geez. So, um, no, no, no. I meant a guy to put with Couture. Oh, maybe. I mean, yeah, that's possible. I would like to... Uh, man, I don't know. I would strap William Eklund to him and see what happens. Because it's going to be, obviously, Hurdle and Meyer as your top pairing. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd stick Hurdle, Meyer, Barabanov, see, if, see yep. if that can keep doing what it's doing, and then tinker with the second line. Couture, Eklund, I don't know. Yeah, and well, and uh, what uh, Bob Jackson saying Couture has been getting overplayed. I would agree with that. That was one of the reasons why they went and got... Um, it was it was a uh, Cogliano Benino, really. It was to like yeah. take some some of those defensive face off minutes away from Hurdle in Couture, so they weren't having to play so many hard minutes. But yeah, they yeah, gotta... I I am not I'm not super like I am not as sour on Couture as a lot of other people are. Um, I don't I, I don't even think he's overpaid. I I just think he's needs more talent. He just doesn't have the supporting cast. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And then finally, who would take the captaincy if Couture gets traded? I mean, Hurdle. Man, Ferraro slander in this chat right now. I I would. Oh, really? What what's going on? What's happening? I I don't. I I just. I, People dumping on sometimes Ferraro. Sometimes I think we overvalue guys, and sometimes I think we, as fans, undervalue guys. I think a lot of people undervalue Ferraro, and I, I and I think it's it's because it's a knee jerk reaction because of the way how some some people over. Ferraro, but I think Ferraro is a is a solid middle pair guy. No, I don't fantastic three four. Love him, you know. Love him on the PK. Yeah, you know. And the dude, the dude's got wheels. The, the one thing you can never fault Ferraro is try his compete level. Can never fault that. Yeah, no. I, I think he's. I think he's an absolute. Like he's an, an absolute mid pair guy. Like I don't see this. He would be only on a on a bottom pair on a good team. I I strongly disagree. So um, then let me ask you this: Tour is going to turn into Vlasic at this rate? I don't see no because like Vlasic barely play. Like Logan Couture still puts up points. He still scores goals. Like Mark Edward Vlasic is is his play is diminished to the point where he is like he could barely he barely fits on the third pair on a shit team. Like Logan Couture is still a number two center on a lot of teams in this league. Yeah. No, again, like Vlasic is, it's <laughs> like, you might not be helping us, but don't hurt us. Yeah. And that's that's kind of where I feel like we're at. If for the longest time it felt like last season, Burns and Ferraro were your were your top pair. So obviously this is now, it's kind of Carlson's deal. Who's he going to be with? Megna? <sighs> Who knows? I'm assuming that that they may go, you know, that or you know, or quote unquote their top pair. <laughs> if not this season, next season is going to be Ferraro and Merkley. <laughs> Baptism we by fire. We shall see. I don't know, man. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see who they who they strap Tarek Carlson uh, this year, for sure. God. All right. Well, I think that about does it. We uh, we sat here and vamped for an hour, hoping that LeBanc would we'd get something, but uh, evidently that hasn't come through. But uh, you know, Curtis Pichelka said that it looked like LeBanc was in play. There's still plenty of time. Oh yeah, lots of time. Sharks aren't done. I mean, look at I, some of these trades are going to be are going to be based on what teams are able and aren't able to do in free agency, right? Because once you strike out on the free agent you want. And if there's no guys that fit that mold that are on the market still, you know, that's when that's when the trades start to really heat up because teams that missed out are obviously going to have to go another route if they identify a need. Yeah. Hold on. I want to get to this. <laughs> that's why I love this one sure. from PJ48. What happens to the blue line if EK65 is injured? I th- Let me rephrase that for you. What happens to the blue line when EK65 is injured? <laughs> Dude hasn't played a full season in three years. Uh, I mean, if for again, for, Merkley, uh, Merkley for gets the look. It's very buildy. Yeah. Merkley's going to get the look. That's, that's, yeah, man. It's going to be, this is going to have, this is going to be a big season for Ryan Merkley for sure. Oh, this is huge, and uh, it's huge. And, um, you know, a couple names that we haven't even brought up, 
you know, mm-hmm. is hello, Nikolai Kanijov. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Kanijov's going to be a guy who I think um, it's going to be interesting to see how he looks in camp. Hopefully he can come back and pick up where he left off, but missing a whole year is definitely concerning. Yeah. That's, that's going to be very tough, but hopefully he's able to bounce back. Um, but still, and, and cat, uh, excuse me, Cap Friendly has him listed left and right. So there's your guy who can play both sides. Uh, but the the next one in the list, that's Cannon LaRock, 18 years old. Don't think he's going to be playing with the Sharks this year unless it nope, really goes he's off. He's going the, back to junior. Yeah. <laughs> he's going back to junior. So I don't know. It's going to be uh, – I, I like how you're saying it. For not a rebuild, it's very rebuildy. It's very rebuildy <laughs> for a team that's not rebuilding. But uh, $10 million left. And a lot of time between now and September, we will see if Greer that's is... That's the thing, right? Like, that that's the important thing. Like, there's a lot of time left to do things. I know there's going to be a lot of people like, oh, my God, we need a coach right now. We don't. We don't need a coach, man. We we really... I mean, it would be nice to have a coach at development camp. That's, you know... That's not Patrick that Marlowe? Nice. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know. I know. Fucking... <laughs> There's and, and and on the Patrick Marlowe thing, I'm just going to remind people. <laughs> I'm that surprised Dan Boyle is showing up to development camp that's in San Jose than being on the road all year. Big difference. Oh yeah, and him helping out. It wouldn't be surprised to to me whatsoever if that was you know Mike Greer giving him a call saying, "Hey, can you help me out for a week?" You know. I mean, considering your coaching staff is John McCarthy at both levels. Hmm. So, yeah, wouldn't surprise me. You know, hell, yeah, get Boiler out there. Get Seto out there. They, these guys got nothing better to do. Yeah. <laughs> They've got to have some tips and tricks up there. Uh, Shushan asking any chance we see Wiseblatt this year? Poss- I, I think he's good. Like These guys are going to get a chance in camp, but I think Wiseblatt's probably a guy who starts on the Barracuda. Uh, right. But I think Wiseblatt's a player that, that Mike Greer is going to love. Oh, nice. I mean, a 20-year-old right winger. We yeah, seem yeah. To... I mean, I, I think he's going to get a chance probably to get to, to make the team. I think there's a lot of guys that are going to be in play to to get a chance to make the team out of camp. But I would not be I wouldn't be upset if he started on the Barracuda. Yeah. Well, and we're I mean, we're kind of deficient at right wing. So maybe something mm-hmm. happens uh, again. Yeah. He... I, I, and again, I think Mike Greer's going to love Ozzy Weisblatt. And I'll dude, who who needs who needs the uh, the big season more? Uh well, I shouldn't say more. They both need it, but two guys that need the biggest seasons, it's Merkley and, of course, Noah Gregor. That dude needs to find his finish. I love yeah, so much Noah about Gregor's his game. An interesting one. I like Noah Gregor, man. I do, score. Noah Gregor is a weird... It's a weird... Noah Gregor was a weird... What did they do? Qualify. It was a weird qualify when you didn't qualify... Dawn. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, Buying up too. It's weird. Yeah. It, it's weird. Like, again, there's a lot of, like, when you look at certain moves in a bubble, they're, they're whelming. But when you kind of, like, have to start putting the jigsaw pieces together, it doesn't, it's not a very pretty picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony Couture, thoughts on Steven Lorenz as the third line center? I mean, it might be, like, that's that's all we have. Like, and you know, unless Reedy or yeah. Weatherby or Bordalo or somebody jumps up. Yeah, I, I, I don't like. I don't. I'll. I'm. I'll wait and see. I'm. You know, it's a guy who I think. You know, look at. You need guys that are going to play those kind of roles. We'll see how it plays out. I don't have any. Like, I'm not excited about it. Yeah. Like, it doesn't. I'm not going to do cartwheels about it. But I, I'm willing to see where it goes. And then uh, McAniemy as a backup goalie. Uh, yeah, in in the A, <laughs> in the A, like and again, but he's that's sure. fine, right? Like goalies take time to goalies take time to develop. But I think again, like if if he's a guy who can who can really perform well on the A and on what should be a better Barracuda team, like that's that's a nice pickup. Because again, I don't have I, I like Strasman. I think he's going to be an interesting guy. I'm not a big Zachary Eman guy. So mm-hmm. uh, anyone who can, it, it shouldn't be hard to unseat Zachary Eman from. Uh, the regular rotation on the Barracuda. And if you can't do that, then what a crappy move. But <laughs> well, and I, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm, well, I'm really hoping that uh, Eklund and Bordalo really make an impact because based on, I don't know, feel I just got this kind of vibe from Greer that he wants, you know, he wants guys like 
Sundstrom and Scott Thornton and Mike Ricci, you know, he wants kind of bigger, tenacious, maybe don't have to be the fastest, but he wants thumpers. And I'm going, Bortolo and Eklund are not that. Oh, but Eklund's, but Bortolo, he, sorry, but Bortolo's tenacious he on is. the puck. Like, I, he yeah, is such but, a tenacious four-checker. But I'm afraid. I don't know how, like, I think Greer's going to love I hope so, Bortolo. because I, I'm just hoping that Greer just, you know, doesn't look at it at his sheet and go, 5'8", fuck you, get out of here. No, that guy you plays know. like he's seven feet tall. Yeah. No, love them. So, all right. Um, thanks so much for having lunch with us here on yeah. Free Agent Frenzy Day. This uh, w- was a lot of fun. Again, join us tonight, 7 p.m. It's uh, all Ian. Ba- I'm sorry, teal tinted glasses. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Myself, Kevin Lacey, Hockey Jerk, hopefully all combining our adult schedule powers and uh, – I, I, again, it's going to be a fun show. We're going to talk about, obviously, we're going to recap some of this. We're going to look at some of the things that the other teams in the NHL did. Uh, and it's probably going to be like a 17-hour show. So look forward to that. Okay, Bob, I should clarify. I'm not saying Sundstrom was a thumper per se. I'm just saying it was more about grit versus, you know, actually scoring. But anyway, uh, so I, I hate it when I'm when my comments are misconstrued. <laughs> yes. Hit, hit me up on Twitter. Hit Ian up on Twitter. That's fine. Hit Ian up on Twitter. Ian will talk. Yeah. So uh, thanks again for joining us. Again, if you uh, don't do it already, by all means, please follow us on the social media, particularly subscribe to our YouTube channel and tell a friend. But you can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we don't really pay much attention to Facebook, but it's there. Um, <laughs> and remember... Hockey Jerk has the keys to the Discord. Uh, You want to keep us commercial-free, like I said at the top of the show, the only seemingly commercial-free podcast on the planet. Uh, You can Venmo a donation at Teal Town USA at any time, or you can always uh, throw something in here during the live shows using the YouTube Super Chat option. So uh, final thoughts before we get out of here. Final thoughts. When the Sharks do good, it's good. I'm just not sure they did good. Yeah. Uh, I go back to kind of what I said early on is that, look, you guys wanted moves to be made. They've been made. You know, the fans are like, blow it up, blow it up. Okay, not like that. Not like that. <laughs> yeah, blow it up. We didn't mean with dynamite. We meant with a firecracker. Right. So, yeah. look, this is, you know, you got what you wished for. This is it. So, we're going to... Let's at least give Mike Greer a season to see what happens. Now, on paper, right now, do I think this is a better team than last season? I don't think so. No. But uh, we're, we're not, as a Jerk and I like to quote, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. Let's, let's see what, what, who's on the ice wearing a shark sweater in October. And let's see if that shark sweater is the same one that they've been wearing for the last seven, eight years. Could be different. So with that, thanks for joining. We'll see you all tonight, or at least Ian will, at 7 p.m. Pacific. Uh, Catch you all later. Tell a friend. Subscribe.